Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. We keep talking about the optimism meter running through sports right now. How's this for a data point? 72% of college and university sports leaders responding to a new survey said they expect to host 100% capacity for college football games this coming fall. That is truly optimistic, and wouldn't that be welcome throughout all of the sports business? This is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, March 10th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody is doing well. Want to start with news that broke yesterday. Multiple reports broke first out of the Canadian media. The NHL is reportedly returning to ESPN. A seven-year deal could be announced as soon as this week. ESPN will get a number of Stanley Cup finals that could be put on ABC. ESPN Plus will have a significant presence with the NHL going forward. Financial terms of the deal were not disclosed among any of the reports. As we all know, NBC Sports is in the final year of a long-term deal it's had with the NHL. They pay about $2 billion per year. But the ESPN deal is not the only package the NHL will likely sell. It's been talked about for months, if not longer, that the NHL would likely have multiple partners in its new media deal so NBC could still be in the game but this is a big step forward for the NHL it's a big deal for Commissioner Gary Bettman who at 68 years old could be one of his last big media deals but Bettman would now have long-term labor peace he wants to set long-term media deals and set that league up for the future for a nice long-term runway just like we've talked about other leagues such as the NFL if they get their media rights deal done as soon as this week or next week they would have long-term labor peace with long-term media security, and that is a perfect mix for any sports league. So we will continue to cover the NHL's media rights deal. Like I said, multiple reports have them signing a long-term deal with ESPN for one of their media packages. Staying with some news around Disney and ESPN+, Plus, Disney Plus achieved a big milestone. It was announced yesterday at a shareholders meeting that Disney Plus has now surpassed 100 million global subscribers in just 16 months. That is amazing. When you think of how many people are subscribing to Disney Plus and how that's even more than many full distribution networks and cable networks. Also, Tuesday's shareholder meeting was Bob Iger's last. Yep, that'd be an end of an era. He said the last year has been the company's most difficult year ever. That is not surprising. But Tuesday's shareholder meeting Bob Iger's last, and we all admire his leadership at Disney over the years. Let's put a little bit of a bow on the NBA All-Star Game. Of course, Sunday night at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. While the final numbers came out on television viewership, it got 5.94 million viewers across both TBS and TNT. Not surprising. It's a drop from last year. It's down 18% from last year's game. Last year's game drew 7.3 million viewers. That was in mid-February, of course. The 2019 All-Star Game, which was here in Charlotte, North Carolina, that had 6.8 million viewers. 
So you see the three-year trend there. But if you're Adam Silver and executives at Turner, you are very pleased with the strong numbers among young viewers. That's exactly who, of course, the league and the networks want to target. TNT was the most watched network in primetime on Sunday for people under 49 years old. So that's a great stat, considering, of course, the Meghan Markle Prince Harry interview was at the same time on CBS. So all in all, you saw a decrease in numbers for the NBA All-Star Game, but very strong numbers among young viewers. Let's talk about the opening up of sports. While we're on it with the Atlanta Hawks, Steve Coonan and company will see 3,000 fans on Saturday night at State Farm Arena. That is up from 1,300 that they've been hosting so far this season. The Colorado Rockies will be allowed to host one of the largest number of fans that I have seen as the state of Colorado has granted a variance that will allow up to 21,000 fans to attend games at Coors Field beginning opening day on April 1st. So that is a very big number. The team was only planning to have about 12,500 fans. That would have been 25% capacity at Coors Field. The state opened it up a little bit more, allowing up to 42% of capacity at Coors Field, which would allow more than 21,000 fans to attend starting April 1st. That's great news for baseball, great news for the Colorado Rockies. The Players' Championship tees off tomorrow on Thursday. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan said they will welcome 20% of capacity or 10,000 fans a day. That's a good number for the golf event. I certainly missed time at the Players' Championship. If you have never been, it was really the place to be for many in the business side of golf. It was like a golf convention. You could see so many people there and do a lot of business at the Players' Championship. I want to stay with golf. I personally feel for my friend Lawrence Applebaum. He is CEO of Golf Canada. I'm sure he and his staff are bummed today as the PGA Tour's RBC Canadian Open officially has been canceled for the second consecutive year. That is tough. The event was scheduled to be played in June in Ontario. The PGA Tour said they plan to fill the week left open on the calendar with an event at an alternative venue in the United States, but certainly tough for my friend Lawrence and all the people at Golf Canada to have their main PGA Tour event canceled for the second consecutive year. And finally, expect some news on the Tokyo Games this week as the IOC begins a three-day virtual meeting starting today. Remember, we have noted on the Buzzcast that some sources have said they have decided already to stage the Olympics and Paralympics in July without overseas spectators due to the concern around COVID-19. We can expect a report on the Tokyo Games on Thursday, but starting today, Thomas Bach will be up for his re-election, of course, for IOC president. That is not expected to be any surprise. He has been running unopposed. He will certainly be re-elected, and then they move on to the business of the Tokyo Games on Thursday. But expect some consistent news coming out of the three-day virtual IOC meeting starting today. So that is your morning buzzcast. It is Wednesday. It's March 10th. I made Madcore again. Hope everybody stays safe, stays healthy. Be good to each other. I look forward to chatting with you again tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex. Equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. 
Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.